Today's podcast is brought to you by CrossNet, the world's first four-way volleyball net. Set up easily in sand, grass, indoors, or on the blacktop. The perfect game for outdoor enthusiasts as it is combined with volleyball and four-score rules in a game to 11 and win by two. All right. On today's podcast, I welcome on Rajay Ali. He's an aspiring NBA agent. Rajay, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you holding up during this time right now? Staying safe, quarantining, but at the same time, getting some good workouts in with these league players. That's that's awesome. Uh, what's it like? You know, how did you get linked up with, you know, uh, we had, you know, talked up air before. Um, so you work out with like Devo Samuel and Nikhil Harry. What's it like working out with these guys? It's actually really good because the type of rest we're getting in, it's like constant. So we're not taking that many breaks and we're getting good quality reps in. And during the offseason, it's pretty important because it's a lot of players from, if you look at a perspective like this, during quarantine, they're staying at home compared to other players that are going out and getting good reps in. Because like for football, you don't, you don't really have to be inside for working out. You can be outdoor in the grass because that's where the game's played and outdoors. Yeah, that's that's very true. That's that's uh, a good point. Like, so what are you uh, doing with these guys? Like, are you just working with wide receivers, or are you working with like other uh, other athletes? I'm working with more than wide receivers. We work with, like quarterback all all types of positions. Like tomorrow, I'm going. We go. I'm going to a seven on seven this every Friday, and so NFL teams have meetings during the week, but they're off on Fridays. So we have a, we host the NFL seven on seven, and we run with the drills and all that. And then, because you know how. Once this quarantine ends, the players are going to be going back to training camp. And training camp is going to be sped up because they're going to have to speed up since, you know, you missed out rookie camp and all that is supposed to be going on right now. Mm-hmm. So they're going to – when once we go back, the, the players are going to be ready for that. That's what we, that's the reason we're holding on to the 7-on-7 seven because seven, they're going to go straight to the OTAs. Yeah. That's that's really cool, man, that you get the experiences. And, like, how old are you? I'm 18. Holy crap. You're 18 years old and you're doing all this stuff already? Right, and then I get my agency exam in January. I'm gonna take that. Yeah. So what? So you're in the process of becoming an MBA agent. So what? What's that process like? So really, you have to have a bachelor's, and I'm I'm already in college, so I'm gonna be obtaining that throughout my college years. So then, in January, once I get it, I'll be able to like represent players and all that. And the players I'm around, I can easily be in touch with them, so I can represent them throughout the process and get close to them and help them achieve what they're trying to achieve at the same time. That's awesome. And what, like, what made you decide to go with, uh, to become like an NBA agent? Well, I was always around the players. And so it always like helped me like realize like this is actually what I want to do. And just being around them helped me like notice like, yeah, this is how I'm going to do it. And then the process just begins like once you're around the right people. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's really true, and it's like nice that you have those connections already. And it's like it's crazy that you're this young already, and you already have these connections. And I mean, that that's great. You're off to a great start to the career before you even got started, right? Right. Yeah. Are you now? Are you looking now besides just NBA? Are you going to try to look to try to do NFL as well too? Because it seems to have good NFL connections as well. Yeah, I'm gonna try to do NFL. But NFL is like a longer, harder process. So. I'm going to start off by getting my NBA agency exam done. Then I'm going to get my NFL one after that. That's awesome. And what about, do you think you'll tap into the FIBA as well? FIBA? Oh, yeah, for sure. But for the FIBA, it was, tell my FIBA overseas, correct? Yes, yes, correct. Right. So if you pass your NBA exam, agency exam, you're actually exempted from taking the FIBA. Really? Yes, you are. So once I pass the NBA one, I will be able to get my FIBA license. And that will help me accelerate to overseas. That's awesome. I have friends that play uh, overseas right now. Mm-hmm. And 
such as France and Russia. That's that's awesome. So like uh, with the FIBA, so you'd be able to, you know, so you'd be able to tap into like, you know, both worlds overseas and nationally. Um, that's really cool. And you said you have guys that you said play in France and Russia. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. And did you play basketball? Uh, no, I actually did not. It's just no. being around, just being around the players just helps me evolve more to a bigger person. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, what's it like working out with these guys? Like, and how are, like their personalities? For like example, like a Debo Samuel and a Nikhil Harry. Oh, like they try pushing everyone around them to go harder, because knowing like the situation, like they have to be on a play, they have to stay on a roster. Because you know how players come in training camp and they get cut most of the time. Mm-hmm. So really, their motivation is that you you just have to go harder continuously, so like no breaks. And we're just getting good quality reps in before the day's done. Like, they've been working out three times a day. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. crazy. It makes me feel like I'm not doing much. <laughs> I do pushes before I go to sleep at night and get some. <laughs> yeah. Are you, do you work with any NBA players? NBA players? Uh, so, the trainer I work with, he trains James Harden and Jared Vanderbilt. So, I'm around them whenever they come train with, uh, with my trainer that I, well, I'm connected with. That's really cool. And what's it like with uh, working out with James Harden and, like, seeing him? It's like he gets good reps in because we were in the sand the other day. And when he was in the sand, he would be, he would be doing good reps because, you know, how the footwork's a key. And mm-hmm. so if you've seen his game film, you've seen him trying to drive in, trying to draw a foul because he's getting locked up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, someone's hand is always between his hands and the ball. Yeah. It's hard for him to go up, and that's how he draws the foul. And so if you're playing good defense, it all reminds about your footwork and where you're going to go. So really, he didn't say and work on his footwork, moving quickly, and that's how he works on his game more than just dribbling the ball and shooting. Wow, that's that's really cool, and that's very interesting as well too. And what's it like? Do you guys do you watch a lot of film with them, or like go over anything with them before? Oh yeah, for the football players, we've been watching film consistently because what we had we had a a defensive lineman who plays for the Patriots who had a question about how like how the movement of the O line, how they can, you know, how O line just supposed to guess what the D line supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So he had, he had a question about how to, how he's going to move around the O line to get to the quarterback, and so he had asked another wide receiver because you know how wide receivers have a, a similar movement when hiking, when the ball gets snapped, trying to yeah. get past the DB. So what he did, he asked the wide receiver. The wide receiver had gave him tips, even the way different positions, and the defensive lineman never guards the wide receiver. That wide receiver had helped him. Like realize what he was doing wrong, and what he told him is that you're supposed to be always guessing and always switching it up, so you don't really know what you're going to do. And then, so after two plays of doing the same play, you switch it. The offensive lineman is going to think you do the other one. Yeah. So that's how you cheat and get to the other side. That's that's really cool. I uh, uh, would never have known that. I'm not. You know, I do watch football, but you never really, uh, you know, hear the inside of it about everything. So that's really cool that you also saw the inside of everything as well too. Right. And it's like, once you analyze it, it's like so much to the game than you just think it was. Like, a lot of fans, they just think it's like practice Monday to Thursday, you fly to another city, and then you play the game. But they don't really see that you have to watch game film, and the practice is hosted so long. And, like, it's a long process, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I'm sure it's like, you know, I'm sure it's a ton of film, a lot of practice, um, yeah, like you said, I don't think a lot of fans see it as that way. I think they just kind of see it as, you know, they just watch the game and if a guy gets blown by on a cornerback or anything, they just think he's a bum. <laughs> right, and, like, during this time, 
it's it makes so much sense to people like why you should be quarantining and being keeping social distance at the same time we all do practice but then you have to look like this like nfl teams are still requiring players to send their workouts and seeing if they're getting good reps in but like i said most players are sitting at home it's quarantine and staying safe and you can't force a player to be like don't like go out the house you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so obviously they're gonna try staying safe but you know the players they're being like one of my players, or well, not one of my players, but like train. Like I be around. He played for the Buccaneers. He's required to send workouts in every uh, every day. He just sprints or work workouts, and he had to send that to uh, over to Tampa Bay, and they have to review it in order to see he's actually getting good reps in. Wow, that's that's uh, that's really interesting. So I mean, at least they're keeping up with the NFL players. I mean, do you have you heard? I mean, being around these guys, have you heard anything about when the season's going to start for these guys? Yeah, being around them, most of them are supposed to be report, supposed to be reporting July, mm-hmm. in the third or fourth week of July. So, uh, one of my friends who just got drafted to the Cardinals, he says he's going to be reporting back around July 20th. And then my friend who uh, signed the undrafted contract to the Dallas Cowboys, he's supposed to be reporting back on the 26th. And so what they did right now, in order for them to go to the playbook, because that's what they're supposed to be doing right now if they were back in, like, the, the team city. So what they've been doing, the teams have sent out iPads and you're supposed to be reviewing the playbooks and having meetings. Oh, that's interesting. That's uh, it's really interesting. I mean, are you are you positive that you think we'll get sports back in September or anything like that? Do you think? Yeah, I'll be. Po- I'm positive for sure that we're gonna get sports back. Like the NBA, I have a feeling it's gonna be back by July and June. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's gonna cut short the playoffs. Like I feel like best as good of best out of seven allows like teams to create a chance. I feel like from the start, we should have just done best out of three or best out of five in the first round. Then we build up the best out of seven, if you can get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, I think that's a good way to do it. I think that's a good way to kind of – I mean, it shortens it up a little bit, and it kind of goes back to the like the format back in the early uh, – you know, back in the 90s to the 2000s. There's an issue about players being fatigued and all that. Like, they always talk about LeBron James being tired in the playoffs and him logging off Instagram, Snapchat, all social media to be locked in. Because he's always, like, players are always being tired in best out of sevens. Like, there's so many. I believe if Portland played so many games sevens last year. They played against Denver. And then uh, OKC, that was up to game six. Like, they get tired. Yeah, that, that wears you out. That wears on you. That's almost like another season, too, because you're also not – there's not a lot of breaks in between those playoffs, either. Like you're, you're, you're trapped you're on the yeah. off day, and then you go on and play the game the next day, and then you go back to the same thing. Yeah, and that's especially a team like Portland because I feel like they're such a – I think there's so much potential. They, you know, that could be like a what if that, like, you know, what if they didn't have to play a game six or a game seven in the first round and then, you know, go to the second round, play a game six and maybe play a game five, you know, something could happen. You know, they could make the NBA finals. Yeah, for sure. I feel like since it's been so long since the NBA has actually made, like, the decision, like, you know how it's been, like, so from March when the NBA stopped and then then the word is right now they're going to make a decision in June, late June. That's three months they haven't really decided. So just if you if you make a decision that's not – like, for example, you say we're going straight to playoffs, these players won't be ready for that. So just saying that, making that decision, you'd have to be like, we have to include regular season games for sure, like at least five. Because from my perspective, we can't just say we'll start the NBA and we're going to start the playoffs when these players aren't even ready, like, uh, there was an article, I believe, on Bleacher Reporter ESPN saying most players don't even have a basketball hoop at their house, and only a couple of players are really getting good shots in. Yeah, I think, and I think that's you make a good point there too, because it's like if 
they're going to start at the playoffs right away. A lot of these guys are not going to come in basketball shape or basketball ready or, you know, getting good shots up. Because they haven't really been in practice and most teams practice too. Yeah, that's very, that's, that's a very, that's a very good point. And then hopefully the teams are staying in touch with the players in order for them to still elevate their game. Like I still feel like the Lakers are still going to win. And I feel like LeBron should have won MVP if this quarantine wasn't happening. Oh yeah, are, are you a big Lakers fan? I'm, I'm, I'm I want to say a Lakers fan, but I just yeah. feel like LeBron should have won a lot of years, but he didn't win it. Yeah, do and you I think like Harden should have won the one the Giannis won? Yep, I agree with you on that one. Um, are you like are are you big like? Do you have a, a favorite team though that you root for? Or? Yeah, I'm like Team LeBron because really wherever he's at, he's a leader. So that's just motivating. Are you now? Are you watching the Last Dance documentary? Uh, no, I'm not. But I, I usually wait for everything to end and I watch it all at one time. That's probably your best bet. I mean, it's tough like, to wait every Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking about one every Sunday, but I'm not, I don't really like going into advertisements and then waiting it out because it. It cuts, it cuts a scene right when it's supposed to – like something good is about to happen. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you make a good point there. Yeah, I know. It's it's nice to have something to look forward to on Sunday, but it's also like – Right. It I mean, during this time, of course, it just makes so many people view in only because like, you know, this quarantine's happening. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's pulling in a lot of numbers and a lot of people want to watch it, but it's also like stinks that it's going to like end this weekend. But at least for you, it's going to be getting. <laughs> yeah, like we vivo. So they – you know how they shut down gyms for a, for a bit because you're not allowed to open up gyms. So what we did, we went to the, the park in the downtown and we got some reps in over there. Oh, nice. That's awesome. That's really cool. All right. Do you um, – now, besides all the training and anything that you do with working with these professional athletes, um, is there anything that you do yourself? Do you play basketball or do you play any sports? Uh, sometimes when, when I have time, I'll play basketball I'll be, or I'll work out like with these players, Sundays I would help. I would be we would be talking about the workouts, and sometimes I'd be doing the workouts with them. What's that like working out with them? It's like good quality reps because they don't stop. Like you know how most people take breaks in between workouts and be on their phone sometimes, pick music. Like they don't even touch their phones for a whole thirty minutes, and they and it just make you like keep going. You just keep rotating, and it's like you know how you you do one whole like one set of work workout. We were doing three works at the same time. So while I'm waiting on him, I'm doing a workout. And it's like a whole triangle. So we're just switching. Oh, wow. Now, that must be a good workout and a good sweat, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And like the gym where it doesn't even have an AC. So we're just sweating so much too. Like Debo was mentioning how San Francisco, they take 52% tax just off how much he makes. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Right. Especially like I feel like it's unfair for players. But it's like the system that's built, like we're built in, it's like it's meant for them to get taken away that much tax. Yeah, I think because San Francisco's such a, uh, you know. Valley itself, they don't play with taxes. Yeah. They take away all your money on taxes. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, I mean, it's like that in work life. But I think because he was out in San Francisco and like the prices and everything being so high out there and the cost of living so high out there, I think they just whack, they get whacked with taxes. Right. And they take away half his contract. That's, that's a little bit for Texas. Don't say too much for Texas, but a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I don't I feel like Texas isn't too bad. Like the Midwest areas are probably not too bad, but I feel like if you're in a Boston and New York, 
a uh, a San Francisco, like a bigger city like that, your taxes are gonna you're gonna get whacked with taxes. Right. I feel like Florida's Florida's a nice little uh, state that won't tax you that bad. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think Florida's pretty well known for like period, like not for taxing on a lot of things, and they're pretty good with all that. And like the cost of living's pretty cheap. Right. I feel like Miami would be the only city in uh, Florida that would actually not be cheap. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's for sure. Um, that's 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 an expensive city. <laughs> that's what they do. that's what they host the Super Bowl. I was actually looking at an article. I believe it's teams that just like relocate. They have the Super Bowl host a little bit. So you know how they have Vegas as one of the Super Bowl locations. Mm-hmm. That was because the Los Angeles Rangers had moved, which made the the Super Bowl happen in Las Vegas in the coming year or two. That's pretty – it's going to be interesting, too, if it's out there, you know. I wonder, like – I think that's going to draw on a bigger crowd than I feel like a Miami, you know. Right, because, like, Las Vegas, that's where, like – if you, like, it's so much revenue, like, you just think it's, like, the outside of – so Miami, for example, we have people going on boats. We have people partying, going to the club, because Miami's already a partying city, going to the beach and all that. But you go to Las Vegas, Vegas is the same thing, but it's just bigger. Yeah, it's bigger, and it's like also like a big sports gambling like central of, the, of like you know, the United States. Exactly, like in the summer for this, like everyone goes in the summer, and just goes there, especially when boxing's happening and games like that. Yeah, and the taxes aren't bad because they don't. That's why like a lot of boxers will take fights there because they won't like you don't, they don't get hit on taxes really bad. Oh really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. So that's why, like, a lot of fights are out in Vegas because of all the, you know, like, all the money that they're making. A lot of their taxes, they don't get hit with, they don't get hit, like, bad at all with taxes. That's why a lot of their fights all take out in Vegas, take place in Vegas. Oh, that's interesting to know because there's someone who's, uh, who stays in the same, uh, like, county as me in Houston. They, they're two professional boxers. They're twins. You know, Charlo twins? Um, I don't know. I don't think I've heard of them. They're like under one of them's undefeated boxer, one of them lost one. They get they were supposed to fight in Las Vegas, I believe, until the, their opponent got hurt. But I get where you mean, like when when I started analyzing, I know what you get. I get where you're coming from when you say that's what they take fights in Las Vegas because a lot of athletes that do that. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you can't, especially like the money that those guys are making. Boxers make, you know, like look at Floyd Mayweather, how much he makes in a night, like two hundred million, and then like in thirty minutes, it's crazy. Right, and it's like. You think about it, like you know the UFC fight that happened this Saturday. Yeah, it was in Jacksonville. Like no one would have thought it would be in Jacksonville. They thought it'd be like somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy too. That I like I would I didn't even know it was in Jacksonville to be honest with you. But yeah, it's wild because I feel like UFC is a little different in the sense that that they try to promote it in different states and like try to grow the sport popular that way. And I think boxing, everyone's just like screw it, we're going to Vegas. Right, but. I'm surprised, like, UFC and boxing, like, they did Jacksonville. Like, Jacksonville was, like, a small city in Florida. Like, even to begin with football, like, the Jaguars, they weren't really on the map. The only time they were on the map was when they had Jaden Ramsey and they went to the, I believe it was the conference finals. Yep. Uh, that one year. And then after that, they fall back. Yeah, exactly. And I think, so from what I've heard, too, about, like, Jacksonville fans is they're, like, they're super nice and they just want – people to like they're they're welcoming other fans because they want people they want their team to stay well i feel like tampa bay like they're they're just rising and it's going crazy yeah yeah tampa bay is gonna be uh interesting this year to see what happens right because like you look at the city like the city's not even near like any anything else yeah 
So it's uh, not even a big city. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's 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 Bobby, crazy. <laughs> Tom, not even Tom Brady, Robin Kowski coming over there too. And then you compare it to a big city like Miami or somewhere like that, it's just confusing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's a good mindset for the players though, because they can't really do anything out there. Yeah, exactly. It's it's gonna be interesting too because uh with Tampa Bay and how well they play. I mean, Tom Brady's got a bunch of weapons this year. And I, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see if Julian Edelman gets traded there. I think Julian Edelman's going to – I think he's going to get traded because he's going to request a trade, I believe. Yeah. So I, think I, the, I don't think they're going to try again uh, Julian Edelman because they have – you have to realize they have weapons like Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Rob Gronkowski, and adding on they have O.J. Howard and the other tight end too. Yeah. Yeah, they're stacked. <laughs> Right, and I feel like who's in their Saints? The Saints, I believe they just not they just get unlucky every year when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah, that's they some... have uh, uh, the Panthers. I feel like Panthers are out of the competition already, unless yeah. Walker somehow shows what he can do. But at the same time, PJ Walker is in competition with I believe Teddy Bridgewater plays for the Panthers also. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater just got signed, and I they I think that's why like pretty much the release came Newton. Yeah, right. So they have. P.J. Walker and Teddy Bridgewater competing, but I, if you saw P.J. Uh, Walker in the XFL, he was doing pretty good too. He was the passing leaders and the passing leader touchdown for. for yeah, was, he was play, He lit it up in the XFL. Oh yeah, for sure. But I feel like Panthers would be out the competition. Then Falcons, they'd be in and out of it. I just feel bad for Julio because Julio's been wasting his career like in in, in uh, Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta had that one good year with, when Shanahan was the offensive coordinator, but they they blew it in the Super Bowl big time. Oh, yeah, for sure. No one saw that coming. Twenty. No. no, definitely not. I it, it didn't, but at the same time, I wasn't surprised because you can't count out Tom Brady. Right, but like it's a, a lot of people say the same thing. Like this Super Bowl, you know how the 49ers were winning in the fourth quarter. Yeah. They said instead of throwing it on first down, yeah. you know how they, they had a three and out play. Mm-hmm. This this is the just ran the ball and waste time. Yeah. Like yeah. Like, it hurt. It hurt me because I'm a big 49ers fan, so it definitely hurt to watch that happen. <laughs> so I'm here for the 49ers too. It was like, I got so confused. Like, why are they not running the ball and throwing it? Yeah, that was, it was just wild. Did you ever talk to Debo about that situation? No, I didn't even want to bring it up. <laughs> I know the situation they come in. Like, remember, he made a sentence had that touchdown. That yeah. Like, and they they had to bring it back. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and like, it, I thought they were actually going to call it passing interference or something like that, but they called it holding. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. And if you like the ball was overthrown, it's like it's so much, it was so much going on in the final minutes. Yeah, it was crazy. And especially that, that one play that killed them was when San Francisco let up that big, huge, like, um, I think like 45 yard like pass to like for the first time when they had him on like third and 20 or something like that and they like blit. Oh, they brought, yeah, yeah. And when they were on the other side. Yeah, they brought the house too and they shouldn't have, they just they should have just to prevent. For sure. Uh, it was tough. It was really tough, man. Yeah. Are you so well? I'll get I'll ask you a couple more questions and we'll wrap it up. I, I'm really enjoying the conversation um, because it's nice just to talk sports and kind of get out of this like, uh, yeah. you know, this quarantine funk a little bit, you know? Sure, that's all I'm doing right now, just sports. Yeah, hey, I love it, man. I love what you're doing. That's awesome that you're able to get this experience at such a young age. Um, you know, in a similar boat, but I'm also, but I am, uh, I stepped up 32 and <laughs> starting to work with professional athletes on my end. But what's it, you know, 
what is your Super Bowl prediction this year? We're gonna go right. We're gonna ask about some football. Uh, Super Bowl prediction. Oh, you, you got to keep in mind that this year it's not a regular playoff. They added two more teams, so it's eight teams. Yep, that's right. So I well, I want to I want to see Baltimore. So I'm gonna say Baltimore. And then who who do you think they play? Buccaneers. Buccaneers. That's a good Super Bowl. That would be a really fun one. Tom Brady's gonna show everybody that he still got it. Yeah, he's he. I mean, he he had no weapons last year to help him out. For sure, and like Tom Brady was saying, he wanted to get rid of the defensive players and bring in more offensive weapons for him. Yeah, they could have won more if they did it that way. Right, but I mean, same time, we we're gonna see this year if Bill Belichick was really built for it, or if Tom Brady was was thing. So, if I'd ask you a question, Go ahead. Do you, who are these more under pressure, Tom Brady or the Patriots? Um, I honestly think, you know, it's more of the Patriots, I think. Uh, yeah, I think Belichick's, well, I don't know, because it's, it's a good, that's a really good question because it's, it's tough because you could, they could use the excuse that they're young and they're like rebuilding, you know, and they're like, oh, uh, you know, maybe right, they'll win in like five uh, years. The free agent. What's that? Cam Newton's a free agent. They had so much opportunity to get, get him. Yeah, that's true. And I think they're still waiting. I think a team's waiting to sign him because I think they have to, like, do it physical. And I, I'm not sure if it's because of COVID that no one's really taking a look at him yet. Yeah, I think you can't even get your physical done until August or something like that. Yeah, it's something crazy, right? Yeah, like, it's like a long date. Like, August, and it has to be to all 50 cities clear, clear up. Yeah, which who knows when the hell that's going to happen <laughs> with everything that's going on. But I don't know. That's a, that's a really good question. What do you think? I, I would say... Patriots. Okay. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, regardless of what he do, he's gonna get eight wins, so he's already gonna get a positive win record. Mm-hmm. And you gotta keep in mind that he has a good defense. He has none about can be sure on his defense, defense lineman, and he has Gronkowski with a perfect body. Like Jason Witten was so old; he was like thirty six when he came back. Yeah. And and he was doing so good catching touches from Dak Prescott. So look at Rob Gronkowski, who's young; he's like thirty one. Yeah. And at the same time, you have Chris Godwin, who's faster than Julian Edelman. And then you have Mike Edmonds on the other side. So who are you going to guard on the defense? It's only the players on the field. You have, like, 5DL. You don't guard. Are you going to try double-team Mike, Mike Evans? Because if you double-team Mike Evans, you have Gronkowski running the slot. Or you can have Chris Godwin running the slot, and he going straight. And Chris Godwin's really fast. So who, you, who can you really guard? That's Yeah, I mean, that's, really, that's, that's a really good point. And then you also have Bruce Arians, who's, like, a quarterback's coach, really. Right, and I feel like the only issue is they're running back, but the running backs they somehow work through. I don't know how. Like last year, they had Brute, they had uh, Peyton Barber or uh, Ronald Jones. Somehow, every game, if it's not one person, it's the other. Like I play fantasy football, so I don't really touch them. But somehow, when I look at the stats every week, it's always one running back getting two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy. I mean, and especially with Tom Brady, I feel like they're gonna still use him. You know, in the in the flat or that option to, you know, pass it, check down to one of those guys as well, too. Like when they had Rex Burkhead at yeah. the Patriots. Yeah, that's right. That's that's true. It's like, you look at it, it's like a crazy perspective how when it, when a player comes in the system, it helps so many players. I like just being around Tom Brady, the running backs, their game's going to evolve because it's so much more a bigger environment they're put in. Yeah, and I think Tom Brady brings some certain mentality. I think especially, you know, bring him into the Buccaneers, that just, like, I feel like that flips the the morale of the team and everything like that. Right, and, like, 
Tom Brady, it's not even he didn't even sign a one year, he signed a two year. Yeah. So that's that's like a chance for two Super Bowls right there. Right. And I feel like but then when I look back at it, I feel like the Saints could be a really good sleeper team also because if Drew Brees is hurt, they have Jameis Winston. So, so think about it like this. What if, like, uh, hold on, I think it was, uh, you watch college football? I do watch college football. I love college football. Do so you remember when Alabama went to the the finals a couple years back and they were, and they had like a talk, they were talking about how Tua and Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Jalen Hurts was the quarterback at that time. And they and they were saying they're going to switch to it because I believe Clemson was studying the other quarterback's game film. Yeah. I think, was that against Georgia or was that against Clemson? I don't remember, but I remember them, like, they were, they were saying – I think it was Georgia. Yeah, yeah. In Georgia, they were saying that's, – that's why when – I think that was when uh, Jalen Hurst came out the game, correct? Yeah, that's right. And I think that's when, like, two of us went off. Yeah, that's when two of us went off, correct. So, if you put it in that perspective like that, they didn't even have the game film for Tua – and they were already playing to put Tua in the game. And so when Tua came in the game, he just went off and they won. And I feel like the same thing that the Saints would do. Yeah, I mean, that, that could ha- definitely happen. I could see that. I didn't – did the Saints Did the Saints sign James Winston? Yeah, they actually signed him. Oh, shoot. I didn't even know that. I must have missed you that. Back, you have Michael Thomas. You have Emmanuel Sanders. Like, there's so many weapons. Yeah, they, I mean, they have a good team too. I mean, I feel like the Saints are always in it. Yeah, Saints were always in it. It's just like – I believe they just got unlucky, like they wouldn't play the Rams. Oh, God, yeah, that was awful. Yeah, for sure. But I feel like hopefully Alvin Kamara is healthy this year. And then they, they have uh, Malcolm Jenkins, Norris Jenkins. Like they have a good defense, Cameron Jordan, and then Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they always feel like – I feel like they always produce. And sometimes I feel like, like you had mentioned, they're a sleeper team. I feel like a lot of people do sleep on them, and then they kind of just come out of the blue and, like, start when they win that South Division. Right. I feel like the Packers are done. Yeah, 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 I do too. I think Rodgers is checked out. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think they were talking about for a minute to trade him to a Packer or Patriots. Really? Yeah, I was looking at the rumors. I, I was like, I was amazed. Like, I feel like he's going to be done in a year or two. Yeah, I, I, at least I think he's going to be, yeah, he's either going to be done with the Packers or he's going to retire. And then I feel like, so I, this, I feel like this. So since Patriots are out of the picture, I think the Bills are going to take over the division. Yeah, I agree. And I was kind of shocked they, they drafted who did they they drafted Jake Frown. I was kind of shocked that they drafted him. Oh yeah, because then I'm like they have Jake Allen, so or not yeah. Jake Allen though. They have the uh, Josh Josh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah, they have Josh Allen already there. And adding on, they have Stephon Diggs too. Yeah, that's crazy too. So, yeah, that's a good that's a good wide receiver right there. And they had a good team last year. They just they had a tough break against yeah, Houston. Their running backs good. Devin Singletary, and then they have that All American All Pro. Uh, Cornerback, what's his name? Trevendous White. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, he he's really good. Then they have Ed Oliver, a first round pick, and they have Stephen Gillimore. Yeah, it's it's crazy. They look they look like they're you know they're gonna top that division unless somehow like the Jets or Miami wake up. Oh yeah, for a minute they're talking about trading Le'Veon Bell, but really? Yeah, the I mean Le'Veon Bell. He, he got paid, but he didn't really get paid as much if he stayed with the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I feel like the Steelers are kind of a dumpster fire. Yeah, but I also like how the NFL does this franchise tag thing because it just messes it, like the game up. Everyone sits out. But as long as the players are taking care of their body, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's really true. Um, 
Hey, I, have, I have one more question for you, then we'll, we'll wrap it up. This has been awesome, man. I, I got to have you back on once like the season gets going and stuff like that. You're always welcome back on the show. Uh, what, what's, what's your, um, you know, what's your ultimate goal? What's your, what's your goal for like, you know, going forward? My goal, like my long-term goal would be like to have the best agency once I pass my exam and all that. So like there's many agencies like Rock Nation and Club Sports and agencies like that. I'm just trying to top that type of agency for my long-term goal. Yeah. Yeah. My short-term goal would be just working with as many players and building up a connected relationship where I can just sign them once I get my agency. And just working with all these players. Yeah, yeah, man. You you're off to a great start. I mean, you're so you're really young. You have and you have already like a great uh, resume already building up right now, and it, it's it's wild. Uh, and it's good. It's really good for you. And I, I we're gonna definitely your name is gonna be something we're gonna be hearing in the in the future for a long term. But yeah, I mean that's the plan. But we're, we're gonna see. Like, I'm hopefully in like two years. You know. I, I'm trying to relocate to uh, Los Angeles, like New York, because you know how the headquarters for a lot of big, big companies is in New York or LA. Yeah. So, opportunity out there. Yeah, that's that's a good idea, and I, those are those are always big places where everyone's always coming through. So you definitely got to get out there. Uh, all right. So I appreciate you coming on the show, man. I can't wait to have you back on. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate you for having me. Yeah, of course, no problem. Have a good one. You too, man. Be safe. All right. Bye.